Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This is Boarding Party, the podcast where comedians show their geeky side. My guest today is actor and comedian Zach Cherry. You know him from I Feel Bad, Crashing, and from Spider-Man Homecoming. So stay tuned. Okay, so Zach, you have been in a bunch of stuff. You've been in I Feel Bad, you, Crashing. Not just been in, you're you're like the star of... Um, Sure. Yeah. I think uh, everyone but my mom would disagree, but um, oh well. But I'm in those things. Moms are right. I'm certainly in those things. The one I want to talk most about is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Sure, we'll talk about that later. And Let's, I am the star of that one. And that I think we can say you are the star of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah. Shockingly, you don't play Spider-Man, but you are the star of it. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know. You know, you remember. Yeah. I want to talk first about uh, when I asked you. Uh, what you geek out over in sure. like sci-fi fantasy genre, anything like that. Your reply was monk. Yeah. And only monk. Yeah. Cause there's a jungle out there. There's a jungle out there. Monk is a show that I know the Wikipedia page about. Okay. I know it's Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. He has, I guess, obsessive compulsive disorder that he acquired or came down with. <laughs> no, after- no, no, no. Was, he always had it, but it was oh. it was exacerbated by the fact that his wife was killed by a car bomb. Okay. That's well, how, that's what kicks it off. Wikipedia would lead you to believe that it was only that he like he like came by his OCD after the murder of his wife. No, that is that is okay. not a nuanced reading of the show. A, a car bomb. Yeah. Damn. It's a pretty dark show. Yeah. So his wife is murdered, and he has no supernatural powers, right? No, he but he's smart and mm-hmm. good at things. Sort of like a Sherlock with, kind of is like that a fair? better Sherlock? Whoa. Like a smarter Sherlock. Smart as Sherlock. That's how I would describe him. Sherlock Holmes is already almost supernaturally intelligent. Yeah. Okay, so Monk is even smarter. Yeah. So almost we're playing in the realm of science fiction, almost. Yeah, and and I would say is that it's also horror because every mm. day is a nightmare for Adrian Monk because of his fears. And my I, he, he has a list, and it includes things like frogs and milk, Mm-hmm. And soccer crowds and things like that, but every he's scared of everything, so that's yeah scary. I the Wikipedia page again said he's it's exactly three hundred and twelve things. Uh, I don't remember that, but I believe okay. I wasn't sure if that was a feature of the show, like he he talks about that number, or if it's something that fans have gone and counted. I think he probably mentions it at some point. Yeah, and there are episodes where he'll say like okay, add this to the list, put it ahead of this and after this. Or he'll say like, okay, now that gets bumped from the list or something. Got it. Okay. But I don't, it's not like a recurring 312. He does. Okay. It's not a Rain Man thing where he's like constantly counting to that number because it's how many. Okay. No. First of all, this show, 
Also, if you had asked me when did Monk end, I would have said last year. Yeah, and, but it was like 2008 or something. Yeah, it's like 10 years even <laughs> off the air. Yeah. So why um, why do you love Monk so much? Um, do you love Monk? I, lo- I do love Monk. Okay. So there's eight seasons of the TV show, uh-huh. which I have seen each full season, I would say at least five times. Okay. And probably <sighs> more, if we're going to be honest. And there are also... Each season five times. Yeah, easily. All right. We could do the math on how many... What is it 24 minute or... No, it's a it's a 42 or... Okay, okay. So worse than you were <laughs> imagining. Double. Um, yeah. Doubly double, bad. Double the time mm-hmm. that you had in your head. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, there's also... Um, I think there's 19 novels about Monk. That can't. Yeah. Real sanctioned novels. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like an airport type, you know. Like you pick them up, what? easy read. Uh, like a publisher, yeah. Published, really. And fun fact: what? some of them went on to become episodes of the show. Uh, okay. So, so they were being published while it was still airing. Okay, as sort of separate little mysteries that are not canon. Um, and there's one called. I think it's the first novel ever. And they're written by writers of the show. Oh. Just one guy or two guys. I think High Conrad wrote most of them, I want to say. And there's another guy who wrote the the later ones. But the first one ever was called Mr. Monk and the Firehouse Dog. And it became the Monk episode, Mr. Monk Can't See a Thing. (laughs) But it was published while it was still airing. And then they're like, oh, this is a pretty good story. And then they turn it into an episode. Wow. Yeah, I guess why wouldn't you if your writers are out there essentially writing fan fiction? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just take that? Um, have you read any of those? I've read all of them. That's why I brought it up was to sort of just um, show you the depth of the... And that's also why I answered Monk, even though I know it's not a sci-fi or, right. or a thing. It's just, if I'm going to talk about anything, that's my first choice. Okay. Because I bet that there are, and we won't talk about them, but I bet that there are science fiction franchises that, or horror, fantasy, that you are into, maybe not as much as Monk, but you are very adamant that. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe there are, although I don't know. Really? I tend, I tend to get books. into yeah. television comfort food, kind of, I sure. would call it. Like, I know what you mean. Things like that. So I don't know that it's like Monk and Blue Bloods and. Um, you know, shows like that that don't tend to have a sci-fi element. Well, okay, something that I think is interesting about, because I don't, I don't feel that way about procedurals. And I feel like the way that they're designed is they're intentionally designed that you don't have to watch them all. You could watch one episode of Monk and you need zero context for like that or for SVU. Blue Bloods maybe is different. So why do you, like, but you have consumed all Monk material. Yes, but I got into it, I started with like season six, Mm. and then like, because I would get them from my library. This is how old the show is. I would get DVDs from my public library. Wow. Uh, Yeah, that's how I got into it. So I didn't watch them in order at all, and then I went back Mm -hmm. and watched them. And do you think there's any merit to watching them in order, or does the show function as well? I think it's good to do it in order. Okay. Although, I think it took it, 
it took itself a while to figure out what it would be. Like the first seasons are a little bit darker and like sadder, which is still good seasons, but it becomes much more fun and light as it goes on. Okay. Um, and you have no, was it like a time in your life when you just needed this consistency or a very like clearly structured piece of entertainment or is Tony Shalhoub really that good? Uh, both. He is amazing in it. Like, I think it's maybe the best comedic performance I've ever seen. So it is comedic. Yes. It's okay. very, very funny. Okay. Um, and also sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is very funny. And yeah, I do think so. It's like, he's kind of like a, um, he's so scared of everything, but he still does it. So he's like a nice kind of avatar and like reminder, like, hey, go do your thing. If Monk can mm-hmm. sit next to Milk, you can go do whatever it is that you're worried about. You know? Is sitting, is just sitting next to Milk a thing that he has to do? Well, he would never, I think he would never drink it. So that's, okay. I think that's as far as he would get. But he'd be, he'd like, he'd be, he'd be near it. If someone put a creamer down on his table, he'd be like, right. If there was, if he had to do a murder solve. Oh, a do a murder solve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think in his regular life, he would leave. But okay. if there was a murder at stake, he would tough it out. Okay. Is there an episode that, or maybe more than one that is considered by well, let me ask this first: Is there a monk fandom, and have you ever tapped into that fandom? I imagine there is because it was popular and ran for eight seasons yeah. and has all these not like. I think you don't get to nineteen novels without like a. You know what I mean? Bye. Although I want to meet the writer who was so dedicated to the thing that they were already writing regularly that they wanted to write more of so it. So my understanding is that this this writer for the show was one of the sort of mystery he was like good at the mystery stuff. Got and it. I think he already was prior to writing for Monk, he wrote his own mystery novels. Mm. So this was sort of a, a chance I don't know any of this from anything other than just me. I think he already wrote other mystery novels and so it was sort of like, well I can yeah. slap Monk on them and then like like this story functions as a mystery. Why not? Yeah, make it monk and people have an in. Okay, so maybe that there's there surely is a fandom out there, but there's not like a series of message boards. I bet there are, but I never engaged with it. Be- I think yeah. because I also came so li- like it was already in its. I only watched the eighth season live. I think, which is the final season. Got it. So I, it had kind of already. I don't know. I was yeah. I'm an outsider. Of you weren't welcome in, to the monk circles. I wasn't explicitly rejected, mm-hmm. but... You weren't invited. I was not invited. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. You weren't rejected, but you weren't invited. <laughs> um, so is there an episode that you consider to be... If you were trying to get, some, say, me, like, hooked on it, is there an episode that you'd say, this, just watch this, and if you don't like it, it's not for you? Uh... Well, you could probably pick anyone, but I, I would I would maybe go based on who a fun guest star would be. Mm. Like there's a good Sarah Silverman episode. There's she's in actually oh. three episodes. What does she play? She plays Monk's biggest fan, who is like kind of a uh, obsessed with him on a stalkerish level. Oh. 
I painted this for you two years ago for your birthday, but um, Judge Franklin wouldn't let me give it to you because of the restraining order. You know, 50 yards away and no contact. <laughs> Jerk. So part of this is that he is a, a notorious, like, known detective. Not at first, but he does become... That becomes more and more a part of it as the show goes on. Got it. Okay. Yeah, which I think is just them wanting to have fun with, like, new types of things to put him in. Yeah. New situations. Um, There's also, there's, like, a good Steve Zahn episode. I'm your brother! When Monk's long-lost brother shows up... Technically, I'm your half-brother. Monk decides to give him a makeover. You wear the same thing every day? And teach him the family business. For old times' sake? We don't have any old times. And you're like one of those pantomime guys, huh? John Turturro plays his brother. Great. He's great in it. So I would probably pick one of the, like, flashy guest stars to start with. I could get into a Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn is always an actor that... I think there's like a category of really, really excellent, uh, fun actors that at first I'm always like, oh, what? That they're playing that part. And then by the end, you're like, right, Steve Zahn is, I don't, is always good. Yeah, he's, he's always fun in really good in everything. He also plays Monk's brother. So, how many brothers? <laughs> Wait, Monk's brother is John Turturro and Steve Zahn. Monk has one, uh, one brother, John Turturro, mm-hmm. Ambrose Monk. Who has agoraphobia? So he's oh, he's and he's he's maybe smarter than Monk actually. Wow, Ambrose um, Monk is sm- the yeah. smartest Monk. Yeah, sort of like Sherlock, where like his brother is like maybe kind of smarter than him. Right? I didn't know that Sherlock Holmes had a brother. Yeah, he. Do- I forget his name, Mycroft or something. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That sounds familiar. I think he's like rumored to be smarter than Sherlock. Similar situation with Monk and Ambrose Monk. But then Steve Zahn plays his half-brother, Jack Monk Jr., and he is almost the opposite. He's like a con man. He he escapes from prison, and that's how he interacts with Monk. Almost like a bizarro, where it's like he's using his powers for Except people. he doesn't have powers. He, okay, he's just a con man. Yeah. Wait, what is uh, Monk's first name? Adrian Monk. So Ambrose, Adrian, and Jack. Yeah. Those are the Monk boys. Yes. Interesting. So... This is kind of getting at what we were talking about before we started recording. Do you enjoy Monk or do you think that Monk is actually good or do you think those are the same thing? With Monk, I enjoy and I also think it is very good. Okay. And I think it's the kind of show that like, and it is insane that it went off the air 11 years ago. 11. And I'm still like evangelizing for it. Well, also that I didn't. I think that it is still in the zeitgeist. I think Monk is still like a punchline. Not, you know what I mean? It's something that you would reference in a late night joke. And yeah. people would, it would resonate. They'd be like, oh yeah, that is like Monk, you know? I think people know it. But yeah. I think I think a lot of people, probably like you, because you know it, but I assume have not watched it. Ever. I haven't. But I do know the, I could have given you the log line. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's sort of, it's sort of like, turned USA into, it was like the first of the characters welcome shows, I think. And that became their whole identity. And then it was like psych and then all these other things. Yes. So it's sort of like. Monk and psych were closely linked. Yeah. Also very good. But, and that's more sci-fi, although not really. Well, it's fake, right? Right, He's he's a a medium. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say Monk 
is genuinely very good, but people sort of write it off. You know, like the, I think a lot of people think they know what it is, mm-hmm. but it, it like the comedy on it is like really smart and funny. Mm. Um, do you know Tom Sharpling? Yeah, That's yeah. The best show. Yes, he, he's an EP, right? Yeah, he was like an EP on Monk for I think seven of the eight seasons or something. I did see that again on the Wikipedia page mm-hmm. and was I I was surprised that it yeah yeah it's got like legit comedy like yeah hip comedy cred yeah um so I do think it's good but I also know that I'm insane <laughs> and I'm like a Homer like for Monk sort of. In a sports sense. Oh, got it, got like it. I, like, Monk is my, like, hometown team. Yes. So I know that my assessment of it is not objective. Yeah. So before we go any further, we're just going to take a quick break. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back from break. So I want to talk a little bit about not crashing and not you. Okay. Um, not I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, sure. a film that you yeah. were in. My greatest sci-fi. I guess that's sci-fi, right? Superheroes are sci-fi. Totally. They're yeah. sort of become their own separate genre. But So this is a conversation that I've had with a lot of people is that I, I think you can make a strong case that Batman is, it's, not science fiction at all. The whole point of Batman is that he has no powers. Yeah. He's just a guy. He's rich. That's it. Yeah, but he exists in a world that features sci-fi elements. Yeah. Like, I guess it depends which villain he's dealing with. Could be sci-fi. Yeah. 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 Um, but I do, I agree with you. I think comic book is its own genre at this point. Comic superhero. But it, it, it nests under... Yes. Sci-fi. They're holding hands. Uh Uh-huh. So you were in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. I audibly clapped when I saw (laughs) Did one of the, ooh, like that. Uh Uh-huh. You play, what is your your character? Is Street Heart Vendor? Street Vendor. Yeah, I don't know, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, And you say. A.K.A. the do-a-flip, do-a-flip guy. You say do-a-flip to Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Okay. So... Can you just take us through what is the process for being, take us, take me. What is the process for anyone who might not know for being cast in a movie like that? For being cast in Spider-Man? It wasn't that different than, than like other things I've done. I had, Mm -hmm. I auditioned for it. I did have to like sign an NDA. For the audition. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think it had like a secret name at the time or something. I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, or maybe I do and I don't want to break that NDA. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually. No, you just don't remember. Um, uh, (laughs) It was Kong Skull Island was the secret name. I thought it was Kong Skull Island. (laughs) Um, and it, you know, it was a really small part in a small scene. So I think my addition was pretty much my entire scene. Like, I think, um, I don't remember being surprised by anything. 
I did not get any other materials or details or anything. I also remember it like took a while, I think, to hear back about it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this may be false because it was a while ago now. Yeah. How long was it? If that movie came out, did it? Was it last summer? No, it was. It might have been two, yeah, two summers ago. And I think I shot it like a good deal before that. Okay. Um, So I remember it like took a while. And uh, so I couldn't like talk about, I I, like wasn't allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't tell my parents. Really? No, I did. Oh. (laughs) But I wasn't supposed to, but I did. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Because my dad is a big Spider-Man fan. So that actually was very, very cool. Oh, cool. and then, yeah, so it wasn't that different. It was just, like, there was a little element of secrecy of, like, you can't say that you're doing this. Yeah. But I didn't have any secrets beyond literally the scene that I was in. So you book it, whatever. They they don't give you any more than just your lines. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I just had my scene. And so, and so, and... I guess you don't really need it, but you have no context, nothing. It's just, hey, this is what's going to happen. He's going to be on the roof. You're going to say, do a flip. Goodbye. I, I think so, yeah. I don't even, because the scene I was in was part of this, like, fun, like, New York City montage yeah. thing. I don't think I even knew that much context. From what I remember, oh. I, I literally just had, like, my little tidbit. Did you know anything else? Like, did they tell you, oh, and hey, the guy who's playing Spider-Man is named Tom, or did you, was it just like, just get uh, out there? I did know that, but, but I don't know if <laughs> they told know. me that or if I just like saw it on the internet. You know, I don't know. <laughs> oh, um, right. Well, he had already been in what? Civil War, I think. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's when he's first in it. Yeah. So I like, I knew that, but I, I actually don't remember in terms of like, was the call sheet different than normal? I don't really remember. Yeah. I, I think it was pretty standard though. Um. Other than not getting the whole script. Uh, yeah. And what is it like when you, did you feel any more stressed or pressure like walking onto something like that? Or are you just like, yeah. No, I didn't feel stressed. It was more, it was more just like exciting because it was like, I love all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Especially Spider-Man. My dad is a big Spider-Man fan. I also knew it was like a small part, like yeah. So there wasn't really With room for growth. <laughs> sure, yeah. Still, we don't on. know. Oh no, <laughs> um, you never know. Uh, maybe he gets bit by some kind of spider. Yeah, or, I don't know spider. I guess. Yeah, the Spider Verse. Maybe you're a really um like dirty street cart vendor, and you've got spiders <laughs> in your hot dog. Like, maybe who knows? It's a possibility. Yeah. But at the time, I wasn't thinking about that. So I wasn't sure. too stressed. It was like, uh, it was, I do remember being extra confused about where to go when I arrived to set. Yeah. Because there were just like a lot, a lot of people. So that was like, I was kind of just like, uh, just walking around and like, I think I just like asked someone with a headset on and I eventually yeah. found where I was supposed to go. But I do remember that being confusing. But other than that, it was pretty chill day yeah was it um when you go see something like that did you go see it in the theater i did i went and saw it uh by myself on opening day at like 
11 a.m., I think, because I wasn't sure that I was in the movie. Okay, so you didn't want to go with people and then be like, oh. Yeah, and I'm sure there, I think probably uh, people who aren't as dumb as me would have just, like, asked their agent to find out or something. Oh, yeah, I never. But I was just like, whatever, I'll just go show up and watch it. Well, you're not the first person who has, that I've talked to who's been in something, you know, maybe it was like a smaller part and didn't know until they went. So yeah. I, it never occurred to me, like, just have your agent I'm sure they ask. could find out, but I uh, like to live dangerously. <laughs> you like to go at 11 a.m.? Yeah. Pretend that you feel cool about it, but really, you'd be a little sad if it was cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been. It would have been very sad if it was cut. Um, yeah. But it wasn't, and it no. was cool. It was fun. Um, are you, can you, like, speculate? Uh, it doesn't matter, right? Like, how far does this NDA cover? You can talk about Marvel, right? It's just assume, the yeah. details of the Yeah, I think, film. yeah, I don't know. So do you feel that street cart vendor is dead at the end of Infinity War? Oh, oh yeah, I think, I'm, think? I think I, this is safe territory for me. Do you think um, Thanos got street cart vendor? Now, I had not thought about that until truly I was in a bar and I went to the bathroom and I was mid-peeing uh-huh. and a man said to me, hey, um, do you think you died in the snap? Are you serious? I swear. Um, Did he know, knowing that you had been, or was he just like thinking about it? No, no, no. He like, he saw me and was like, was like, hey, um, <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you like think you died in the snap? And I was like, wow, I have never thought about that before. I can't believe it. Fantastic timing. Yeah. Well, do you? I I will say yes because then I don't have to feel bad about not being okay. in future movies. I can't believe that while you're peeing, some guys like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, what bar was it? Uh, it was it was um Lansdowne Road. Sure, for sure. Okay, classic UCB hangouts. Yep. Well, now classic. Yeah, but also maybe not. Anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Here's, an, here's another weird question. Is there any kind of like non-compete? Could you be in Batman? Oh, I don't think so. It's not like commercials. No, you do whatever I don't you think want. So. Okay. Also, uh, I don't. I I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Jiman Hansu. Oh, Jiman Hansu. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's in. He's in DC and Marvel. That's stuff. right. There's a couple of people yeah. who cross over in those worlds. Yeah. Weird. Um. Okay. So I want to ask you. You were recently on an episode. Of the magicians, yeah, on sci-fi, sci-fi, uh, sci-fi, very funny. No characters welcome. Sci-fi. That's USA. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> Whoops. Sci-fi and USA are the same network, by the way. Of course. So yeah, you were on an episode of the Magicians, and you had to do a bunch of tutting, right? The hand. A little bit. I did. I did one tut. One tut. Yes, I did one minor tut. I would describe it as. And you worked with the guy. There is a guy. Well, okay, let's back it up for anyone who doesn't know magicians. Tutting is what you do with your hands to make magic. Yeah. I mean, is that, that's, yeah, that's for, about, right? That's what I understood of it. Yeah. So going in, I had not seen the show. Okay. I have now since watched like the first season and a half and I'm mm-hmm. still going. Mm-hmm. But going in, I knew nothing. And, and I do remember they kept sending me emails being like, and you know, we'll talk about the tut. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I kind of just like, didn't ask because I I knew they would tell me. Because we'll know. talk about it. Yeah, exactly. We don't... So, but yeah, tutting is like casting spells. And there's, I think, at least two guys who sort of like design and then sort of help the actors like, 
uh, sort of like choreography. I don't know mm-hmm. what the exact terminology would be. Okay. But I did work with one of the, let's say, Tut Masters. Um, but mine was pretty simple. One of the Tut Kings. Yeah, one of the Tut Kings. <laughs> so it was, it was not a challenging experience? No. Okay. It was, I even probably could describe it. You li- in My thing, I was I was spoofing a, I don't know if this is a spoiler, so I won't say much. Okay. I was, I was like. Is the episode out? Yeah, it's been out. Oh, well, so, then I think it's okay. okay so, so if you're not caught up on the magician's pause, listen. I guess, fast forward. Rewind, actually. Re- oh, yeah. Uh, rewind. Go back to some of the monk stuff if yeah. you haven't seen the magician. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, I I was kind of spoofing. And I think they do this with all the tuts. And maybe I shouldn't say this. I don't know. But um, I think it sort of, or at least he was telling me that it sort of like was somewhat supposed to evoke the, the thing that I was doing. And I was copying a credit card, basically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't actually a credit card, but I was like copying a thing that was sort of shaped like a credit card. So I, I pointed my hand sort of, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I like, I made almost like making an S with your hands, but yeah, like you were going to do the Von Trapp, like a yeah. choir singing, but you just touch the tops of your fingers. Yeah. You touch your fingertips together uh-huh. and then I sort of swiped them as if I was swiping one of those old school credit card oh, machines. Oh, yes. And that's, and then I also, I think did do that with a credit card machine after, but so the tut sort of mirrored the action kind of, which mm, I thought was cool. That's cool. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I don't see why we wouldn't be allowed to say that. I don't know. It was a secret. Uh, I doubt it. And they were very impressed with my tutting. I'll say that much. Really? Were they like, wow, it, come back like, anytime? You nailed it. <laughs> and they said it like that on an exhale. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So something that we do, something that we do, on the, something that I do the premise being that we all take being a fan of stuff too seriously sometimes mm-hmm. is a segment called Piss Off a Fan Base. Oh, where I invite you to pick any fan base of anything. Of anything. I would I would even open it up to like pasta. Okay. I whatever. And just really say something that will piss off someone who is that fan, a fan of that. I'll give you an example. Nicole Dressball said that none of the Marvel movies are movies, oh, wow. <laughs> which is psychotic. Yeah, I don't even understand well, that. Her, her. I think her justification was um, that they're all connected, so they're all they technically like don't have TV beginning, show. middle, ends. Yeah, that they're all mm. that it's all one larger piece. Mm. That's good. Yeah, but that's gonna piss me off a little when yeah. she said it. When I heard it, I got mad. <laughs> yeah, I got a little annoyed. I think she exempted Black Panther and Doctor Strange, okay. which was be- because she thinks Benedict Cumberbatch is hot. Anyway, there that's are n- a fair exemption. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> there are no rules. You also don't have to do it. And sure. It can be anything. Okay. Well, my first thought is I'll piss off the Monk fan base by saying I'm the greatest Monk fan in history. Oh. I assume that'll rile some people up out there. Yeah, that'll piss off some shalu- shalubites, mm-hmm. shalubians. I do actually wonder. How many human beings do you think have seen all the episodes and read all the books and also seen them as much as me? Yeah, could you be legitimately one of, if not the greatest fan of Monk? Not in terms and of been knowledge. on a podcast and talked about, evangelized it. Yes, huh? I have evangelized. Yeah. I would I think say, I'm top five. Yeah. I would say there's probably a thousand people on earth who have, d- or no, I'll say ever, because some of them might be dead. Yeah. 
a thousand if people it is an older ever. Demographic. Yeah, I'm on the young end. I think of Monk Super. I think so. Well, definitely. It started in 2002. Mm-hmm. What? How many do you think? I would say a thousand ever, including people who have worked on the show. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You think? Well, I don't know. I Less. bet. I feel like it must be more than that for the books to keep getting made. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in terms of if you add up the cumulative time spent with Monk, like hours reading the books, some of which I've read twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. This uh, is deep. I just. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, <laughs> and just hours watching the show. I think I'm. I think I'm top five easily. Yeah. And probably think- number one. Probably. All right, there it is, Monk fan base. So everybody um, else who likes Monk, guess what? Get, get out of here. You don't. Have you ever written Monk fan fiction? No, but okay. I guess my dream would be not to reboot it, and I don't want to be involved because I'd make it bad. <laughs> my dream would be to make them make more. <laughs> um, Your dream is to make a billion dollars, whatever it takes to fund. Yeah. Like a, what is that? Like a vanity, a vanity printing or whatever. When people write a book and just pay money to have it, you would have this little like like a closed circuit TV where <laughs> no, they just everyone making... can watch it. Oh, it's for every... it's not just for you. No, it's not oh. for me. I'm not a monster. I just I want to see it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think my idea might be more fun. Yeah, it's a little it would scarier. be fun, but I'd have to I'd have to show it to you know a few other monk fans. Yeah, to the thousand other monk fans who've seen everything. Um, okay. Oh, you're pissing off the monk fans. I know. <laughs> Sorry. And I am one of them. And <laughs> I'm mad. No, no. The thousand is the people who have done all of it. Right. There's way more fans than that, I know. Probably more like 10 million. <laughs> I cut my hands to the mic like that was yeah. a secret, but it... Like maybe it was a secret. Yeah, I did do that. Uh, well, Zach, thanks so much for talking monk. Sure. And Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, is there anything... Is there anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Mm, no. Just watch all the things we mentioned before. Yeah. Watch Monk. Watch Monk. It's not the first time I've plugged Watch Monk on a podcast. Well, Zach's also in I Feel Bad and Crashing in You, but mostly he wants you to watch Monk. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, thanks. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.